Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, cultural enrichment, and all-inclusive fares. Discover more at viking.com. Coming up on the Money Beat podcast, LinkedIn shares getting shellacked down 40%. The entire tech sector, in fact, has taken a beating. What is going on there? And also we'll have a little fun today. We'll talk a little bit about the Bernie Madoff movie, and we'll give our Super Bowl predictions. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Everything you need to know about money and the markets, and then some. Welcome to the Financial Food Fight the Friday podcast. Paul Vigna, Stephen Grosser, and Telus Demos in the studio in New York on a snowy day here. And joining us from Boston, as always, Chuck Jaffe. Chuck, how much snow are you guys getting up there? Uh, where I'm at, we probably just crossed about the 8-inch level. Oh, well, you're, you're cool. Cool. It's more than us. Nope, tough to be you. Uh, all right, listen, what do we want to talk about today, folks? I'll give you a couple of uh, suggestions. As always, taken from my favorite news source on the planet, not really. Twitter moments. Uh, let's see. We got uh, Orange is the New Black renewed for three seasons, three more seasons. No, no, no. Three. Three. Huh? Wow. Yeah, three. Uh, Jada De Laurentiis helps you win the Super Bowl. Something. And, uh, how Susan Sarandon inspired a cl- No, we don't want to talk about Susan Sarandon's. Uh, Johnny Manziel assaults ex-girlfriend. No, no, no. Uh, sneak peek at the commercials of the Super Bowl. Not really on a podcast. I sort of feel like we've had enough of that. Anyone? Everyone's doing that story. Oh, oh here's a story. Uh, LinkedIn shares down forty percent. Hmm. LinkedIn. Is that is that because of the Susan Sarandon stuff? I, I think related? so. I think those are completely related. Uh, unless Susan Sarandon's on LinkedIn, probably not. Uh, LinkedIn shares down forty percent. They report earnings after the bell yesterday. The numbers. Uh, the numbers aren't great. You, you can twist them however you want. Their adjusted earnings beat the street. They their bottom line is that they lost money. But it was their, it was really their guidance. It was the, the guidance that people really freaked out about, and the guidance was not great. I mean, they predicted revenue below what the street had expected, earnings below what the street had expected. But even given that, that's why I ask you guys: forty percent is a huge one day loss for a stock. Especially stock that that had been at that price and that size. Oh, I mean, it was a twenty-five billion dollar market cap company coming today, and it's lost essentially ten billion. Almost half of that today yeah. alone. Yeah, right. That, that, that you don't see that happen very often. Right. Uh, so, and, and that is just racking the entire Nasdaq Composite uh, tech stocks but in total are but, getting yeah, slacked. I mean, you know, one of the things that's interesting is, is it's not you know as you know Tableau. Uh, which also reported after the earnings and also disappointed. Not as well known as, as LinkedIn, right. but but some analysts, notable company. Some analysts are pointing to that as really what is driving the Nasdaq further uh, down further today. It's you know I think uh, one analyst called it you know a gut punch to the market, and what it speaks to is why tableau. I mean, it's it, this speaks to recession no. fears, and we've sort of seen this crop up a bit. You know, this week and, you know, since uh, the beginning of the year, to be honest, investors are on edge about a recession. If they think there's a recession sort of coming, you know, these are companies that provide corporate America with services, cloud services. Um, and, you know, if corporate America's spending is going to go down. They're the ones that are going to be really hit. And they're, and you can, and these companies had really rich valuations at the same time, and they're now being pulled back and pulled back hard. But can I, can I say, yeah. I think there's a psychology element here, too, which is that over the last couple of years, right, a lot of tech has been beaten up in a lot of different ways, right? We've covered the the, the, the IPOs that have failed and um, 
you know, question marks over the future, you know, Apple, you know, iPhone sales are down and stuff like that. So, so, but the bright spot for tech have been these kind of service companies, which share something unique, which is they all are cloud computing companies. And besides just like the buzzword of, oh, you know, the data lives in the cloud, they all share this, this business model, which is that they kind of offer web-based subscriptions to people rather than like going into those companies and installing them on servers and stuff like that. So they promise to make it like cheaper and easier for everyone to use the hottest, latest sort of business applications, right? But the problem is that these companies have to spend a lot of money to build up their user bases, and then they only get revenue like every quarter when the company pays their kind of subscription to that web service, right? They don't get like a big upfront cost. So these stocks, though, have been killing it lately because they've been growing gangbusters. They all went public over the last two or three years, and so there's ta- there's there's Tableau, there's Splunk, um, you know, uh, there's Work a lot day. of com- Workday. <laughs> You know what they've also all shared? They've all also shared completely ridiculous valuations. There you completely go. Completely ridiculous That's valuations. That's right. They, so, they've been the good nothing trade. Based, nothing based on a balance sheet. Everything based on momentum. Right. Da- David Trainer from New Constructs is a regular on my radio show. And we do a thing called the Danger Zone because New Constructs rates securities on a scale of most attractive to most dangerous. He put LinkedIn in the Danger Zone in 2013 and said, I don't know what the catalyst is going to be. He reiterated it in April of 2014, and he said the stock at the time is really only worth 25 bucks a share. And the stock kept on going up. And there was still nothing in the numbers. And to put, Absolutely. Number, and, and by the way, he still thinks the stock is only worth 25 bucks a share. And so, to put that in perspective, too, if the stock is trading or was trading in like around 270 or something like that. It was at right. 250, 250 in November. No, in November. Now it's down what like around 190 or something yeah, this morning. Yeah. 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 yeah, well, now it's down 110 as, 110. as we're talking or right. closer and the answer was it was at 110 when uh, about 110 when he was saying it was worth 25 bucks back in 2014. The problem with these stocks is that they're recognizable, we understand what they do. They have stories behind them, but you can only defy the, what the true numbers say for so long. But hasn't LinkedIn hasn't LinkedIn had profits? Hasn't this been a profitable company? Yeah, these are, these are all companies that are near or close to profitability, but they've been – the street has liked the fact that they keep plowing money back into growing, mm-hmm. right? So, like, take Tableau. Tableau's down 50% today, right? They shaved – that was, like, a $6 billion market cap company. Now it's a $3 billion market cap company. The reason that the street is freaking out is because they're growing at 30% instead of 40%. But that's how much people were counting on them, like, kind of continuing to blow it out. So – it's been that's why I say it's a psychology thing too. These were like the the good these were the good apples, right? These were the the real these aren't just like, you know, stupid apps that do your laundry. These were like real serious business service kind of tech companies. But and, by the way, I would love a stupid app that would do my laundry. <laughs> Cuz right now I'm the stupid app that does my laundry. Um so so I th- so these guys kind of losing Momentum, I think, is 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 like yeah. a, like a, if, if there were legs of the stool left, like the market's already lost. It's a three legged stool that was on one leg, and like that leg just got knocked out. Well, from and, under and it, that's I think. you know, both you and Chuck, you guys have both said the word momentum, and that is what is really the key here to me. Is 
These were the big rah-rah momentum stocks. These were the ones that, you know, it always comes down to this bet that you can get in, make a profit, and get out before the next guy. And people played these stocks for those reasons. Is So my question is, is what we are seeing now, because I can't think of many more momentum stocks that are left out there, is this sort of a point where the market says, you know what, uncle? Well, the kind of move you're seeing where, like, across the board, all these companies are getting hammered, even the guys that didn't report, that to me says, like, someone said, "Get take that basket, get me out of it, right. short it, whatever. This is far broader, too, than just this group of companies we're talking about. I mean, like, oh, yes. we're seeing the, the, the Internet travel companies all down five to, you know, between five and ten percent. We're seeing Amazon's getting hit. Netflix is getting hit. You know, Netflix, one of the fangs. Right, right. I mean, like, this is... I mean, it might have started in this space, but today it is sort of spread to all, almost all yeah. tech. And yeah. Amazon, as we all know, is a, is actually in the uh, the tech sector for the S and P. It's in the retail, right? Well, but that's that's also how they wind up moving at this point. I mean, yeah. the the issue that you've got is that since the baskets of stocks are trading because of the ETFs, as long as you're in the same basket, if you can get to where the baskets themselves are moving, yeah, everything's going to be lowered. I mean, that the tide. It's not that the tide is any different. It's just that the tide moves a little stronger these days. Yeah, yeah, that's very right. true. In or out, it, working for you or against you, the tide is, yeah. is tough that's a very good point. to fight. Uh, let's take a little break here, and we will come back on the other side. Hi, this is Veronica Dagger. Catch me midweek every week on Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Check us out at WSJ.com slash podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at WSJ Podcasts and become a subscriber on iTunes. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, Money Beat. Welcome back to the Food Fight. Paul Vigna, Stephen Grosser, Tellus Demos, and Chuck Jaffe. Uh, listen, programming note, folks. Next week, Mohammed El Arian. We're going to have him in the studio. Uh, I might call in, actually. I don't know if we're going to have him in the studio or if he's going to call in. But we are going to have him on the podcast. So I believe we're going to get that done Wednesday. You don't want to miss that one. Speaking of uh, famous market types, not to, to link El Arian Big to a, a bad name. Big No, Big Ma. Bernie Madoff. Uh, anybody watch that ABC miniseries? Yes. Chuck, you I, did? I saw part of, part you saw of part of it. Not a, not that much. I didn't watch any of it. Tell us is shaking his head. He didn't watch any of it. Uh, all right, Chuck, if you watched most of it, why don't you give uh, us the review? Well, I watched all of it. You and, watched all of it? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, because I don't have a life, I suppose. So even <laughs> when I'm, I'm not working, I'm looking at something that feels and looks like work. I, you know, the the... The interesting side of it is, you know, they, they managed to make the victims all feel sympathetic. And as time has gone on, I have less and less and less sympathy for many of the victims. Mm. I have a lot of sympathy for the folks who were part of a 401k plan because they were working for a charity and the charity invested with Madoff. You know, I, I wish they had gone more into the side of the folks who you know, sort of feel they didn't really do much to explain the discrepancy here where Madoff says I lost $50 billion and people pegged the fraud at $65 billion, but he was given $17 billion to invest. Right. You know, and the rest of it was his imagination saying you should have this. And some of his victims are like, well, look at all the money I lost. No, you lost what you put in. You didn't lose profits that didn't exist 
because your money was never invested. Well, to your point, uh, so you know, my 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 mother watched it and she was telling me about it, and, and and she said she really liked the part. Like it really crystallized to her when one of the guys said, "Look, you know, the Yankees say, say you're a scout for the Yankees, and somebody brings you a player, and he's and you say, okay, what's the guy's batting average last year? And they say, oh, he hit nine fifty last year. Do you sign the guy or not? Like, right? Do you say that, yeah. wow, this this is the greatest player ever. I immediately want to sign them. Or do you say, wait a second, that doesn't sound right. Nobody hits 950. Like, nobody hits right. 950. So that, to me, to your point, like, a little bit of, you know, kind of going back on the on the sympathy for the victims, you know, people should have maybe asked more questions. I think that's that seems to be the point that the show yeah. is making to non-experts, you know, about yeah. sort of revisiting and, that. And if it made that point... That's an important one because the truth is that everybody, you know, the amazing thing about Bernie Madoff was sort of twofold. One, it was that what he promised was consistency as opposed to outrageous returns. Most Ponzi schemes are fairly short-lived because they promise great returns, and that means that the money that's coming in can only last so long. And, you know, he managed to run this Ponzi scheme for a long time. He's not the only one who ever did that, but it kept getting so big. And, you know, the fact that nobody ever checked anything else, the fact that they faked the DTCC website and all that other sort of stuff, and nobody ever said, who's handling his trades? Like, who's, you know, when you think about it, it shows how little even the pros think about things like execution, right? Because, truthfully, I don't know that I necessarily want to invest with the guy who's managing money. I'd love to man- invest with the guy who simply makes money trading shares, right? Because, the, oh, the market's going up and lots of shares are trading hands. Somebody's making a profit on the trading, not the up, not the down, just the trading. And nobody ever checked and nobody ever looked. And, you know, the, the greed of, ooh, well, Madoff's not charging us a management fee. What do you get for free in the investment world? Not- or anywhere. In any yeah. you know, anywhere. So was this was was it was it entertaining and educational? Do you think the average Joe on who watches ABC Network got anything out of this? Grocer, I mean, I, yeah, as I said, I, I I watched a half hour. The half hour I saw, I would say probably not. Right not. Well, let me say, I'm glad that they that they're that even though the Madoff thing like seems like a piece of history, and like it's been several years and. You know, he's he's been in jail now for, what, five, six years? Like, it seems like ancient history, but I think that the point that it's making is very relevant in our market today. We were just talking, you know, Chuck, you were saying, like, you know, your guy's been saying short, you know, LinkedIn for three years. Like, things can be – scams can exist for a long time before they're uncovered. And it's like you need to remember the fact that just because things, like, don't – aren't unraveling today – doesn't mean that you were wrong, right? You need to, if you're the person out there calling, you know, you've got a bearish call, you think something is overvalued. I think the lesson here is like, don't let the fact that nobody believes you or that things keep moving against you for a while convince you that maybe you're wrong. Like if you've got that conviction, stick with it. And I think that that's, that's just a part of investor psychology that's like the hardest is, is this capitulation to everyone else kind of getting into the party Mm-hmm. And just sort of ignoring your own instincts, and so that's why it's worth like remembering the Madoff type things in the world, because you know for 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 so long everyone kind of looked the other way, or just didn't ask the right questions, or you know you wouldn't listen to a whistleblower or didn't because they you know the right so questions. or didn't want to ask the right questions. Right. So so I'm, and I'm not I'm not saying LinkedIn is a Madoff style Ponzi scheme. Please don't <laughs> confuse me, but 
you know, if that stock really looks like it's worth twenty five bucks, just because it it, it goes from seventy five to one hundred and fifty right. to to two hundred and fifty, doesn't mean that you're wrong. Uh, last question. Last question. How was Richard Dreyfus? I thought it was. I thought it was really good. I, I mean, the style of the movie, the way it was shot, where he's sort of talking to us and and giving us some of the backstory. I really disliked that side of things because Bernie really didn't say much. You know, Bernie did the occasional interview, like with Diana Henriquez from the New York Times and what have you. But Bernie has said very little. And so to have Bernie kind of describing it occasionally, that side of things made me crazy. But Dreyfus's performance, I thought Dreyfus was pretty convincing. Should they have had a supermodel in a hot tub explaining the Ponzi scheme? <laughs> big short yeah, style? I, I kid, akin to big short style or, you know, go off and get Selena Gomez. Well, I mean, that had been done as well. But I, I would say that for me it's just sort of a movie thing. You know, every now and again you're, you're watching uh, – you know, you, you are watching some movie, and and I know there's one of them where, like, uh, I can't remember which which gangster film it is, where Joe Pesci's actually dead, but he's talking to you about, like, right up to the moment where they're showing Joe Pesci. Isn't that dying. Uh, Casino? Yes, it is Casino. It's Casino, right? Right up, right up to the moment he's narrating. Right up to the moment where he finds out he's being killed, uh, that makes me crazy, right. and that makes right. me, that makes me crazy about that movie. And it would make me crazy about anything. And suddenly you sort of drop into the Bernie Madoff talking thing, and yeah, that that it was a device that certainly probably helped them and made it a lot easier for the folks who don't didn't understand. The same way that the Big Short using Selena Gomez and the others helped them out as well but as somebody who understands the story who yeah. covered the story who lived the story who still talks about the story you know that just kind of made me nutty and uh yeah of course the italian american from new jersey knows his mobster movies don't hold me hold it against me we'll take <laughs> one more quick break and we'll come back for just a couple minutes on the other side this episode is brought to you by vanta managing the requirements for modern security programs is increasingly challenging Vanta's trust management platform helps you quickly assess risk, streamline security reviews, and automate compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more. Plus, save time by completing security questionnaires with Vanta AI. Learn how by watching Vanta's on-demand demo at vanta.com WSJ. That's V-A-N-T-A dot WSJ. Hi, this is Jason Gay, and I have a podcast called Free For All. It's not just sports. We'll also talk about some music, some culture, some fashion. I could talk about fashion. Become a subscriber on iTunes and check us out at wsj.com slash podcast. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. Now, Money Beat. Welcome back to the Food Fight. All right, gentlemen, here's the most important question you will get today, no matter whom you speak with. Who's going to win the Super Bowl on Sunday? I'm going Panthers. You are. Yeah. Is that who you? Okay. Here, two questions. Two two questions. Who do you think is going to win? Who do you want to win? I want the Panthers to win. You do. But for some reason, I think that 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 you know, the universe is going to align for the for the networks, and Peyton's going to deliver them their 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 wonderful narrative that they're all rooting for. Hmm. But I love Cam Newton. I love the pa- I love the Panthers. Yeah, I love the, the the resurrection of guys like Jared Allen. Like it's a great story. Okay, I mean Den- Denver is a great defense. There's yes. no doubt that but could a, easily keep them kind in of the a game. dirty defense. Well, too. It, I mean it I could mean, keep them. Not, uh, Josh Norman. Well, don't even get me started on Josh don't want Norman. To name names. Don't get me I started think we know on who Josh we're talking Norman. About, yeah. All right. 
Well, all I'm saying is like that could keep them in the game, but like the Panthers have been, you know, they've been demolishing everyone all season, and you know, and and Denver's offense is not good. No, not. well, I would say that my gut tells me it's the Panthers. The wagering side tells me that the math is probably good enough that you might want to place your bets on the on the Broncos if you're getting enough points. And as for who I want to win, could not care less. But personally, I'll be way more into watching the New England Black Wolves and the Buffalo Bandits in the National Lacrosse League than I will be the Super Bowl this week. Is, is, that, a, is that a plug for something that you're doing this weekend, Chuck? No, I'm not doing, I did last week's game. Oh, you I did? did. I, I do play-by-play on the National Lacrosse right. League games for the New England Black Wolves. And I did last week's game when the Black Wolves want, beat the Bandits and the rematches this week, and there's probably a little bit of animosity and fighting, and it's going to be a good watch. Chuck, That's you're fine. full of surprises. He is. <laughs> <laughs> what I realized, and I realized this uh, talking to Steve Russo about the game, is that I actually don't care who wins. I'm just rooting for the story. I want the best story to win. Yeah. And the best well, what story. Is, what is the best? The story? best story is, it, is Peyton. Manning. Is it? Is it old man it's, Peyton on his last? It, yes. His head. Yes. His head attached yes. to his body by strings. Yes. Or is it like Cam Newton is our new, you no. know, kind of. No. Brash, badass no. superstar. But, 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 Cam Newton. And he's, he's going to no. land in the national it's, consciousness like a rocket Cam ship. Neither, neither of those is the best story no. because those are the stories we expect. The best story is the equivalent of, of Malcolm Butler last year. The best story, a great game, one on the last play involving some guy who none of us are talking about. That would be a great story. Uh, the reality is, and I'll, and I'll go back, is Peyton's done. I mean, you know, and he's not leading the Broncos on some great, you know, let's just get no. this myth You know, over and Peyton's with. had his That's, chances, yeah. too. This whole thing is le- – it's, it's, it's more the if, question if he were, of If this whether, were Dan Marino, you know, you know – His backup doesn't maybe. come in after Peyton sort of doesn't get off to a good start. Well, th- see? How, how long, uh, you know, and leads the Broncos uh, to I, I still think the, the best story – the best story would would – Combine these elements, but it would involve Peyton Manning throwing the ball to somebody at the end of the game to win it. That would be the best story. Whether you think he can do that or not, Grocer, is another thing. I'm just saying, what is the best storyline? The storyline that you will remember this Super Bowl 50 years from now will be if Peyton Manning does something magical at the end of the game to upset Cam Newton, the upstart, the guy who's coming into his own, who is just on the verge of becoming the face of the league. Hey, hey, hey. Yes. The only only Manning that can do that, and I hate to say this, is Eli. (laughs) Yeah, he did do that twice, didn't he? God, that was so great. God, I miss those days so much. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, David Tyree, right? Unsung hero, makes the helmet catch. You I have know. no idea. We'll talk I about have, that I have no idea years. what you're talking about. You have no idea. Of I've course blocked not. out those years. All right. Uh, we're going to continue this downstairs for the rest of the afternoon, I'm sure. Everyone, thank you for listening. Have a good weekend. If you're in the new, new, uh, northwest, northeast area here, stay safe, stay dry, and we will talk to you next week. The Claude 3 model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash Claude.